Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 412 and session number 127 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast every single Friday, and I'm pumped to be here today to do it again. And you know, we're getting ready for fourth quarter, and it's pretty exciting. Could be a little nerve-wracking at times, but uh, it's pretty exciting to say the least. And you know, I was talking to uh, to one of my buddies the other day, and we were talking about business in general, right? We're just talking about business, and it's funny. I mean, every time I generally talk about things, it always relates back to business. And we were talking and I said, you know, one of the things I think over the years that I've learned to do that allows me to stay motivated and to to really stay with the process and, and, and kind of like just enjoy the process is to gamify it. And I think I mentioned this to Chris Schaefer too. And he was like, yeah, that makes total sense. It's like we gamify it in a sense to where we understand that we're not always going to win. We we always know that there's going to be challenges. There's going to be different levels to the game that are going to be harder than the level we were just on. And uh, I'm kind of going back to my Super Nintendo days with Mario Brothers and uh, Super Mario Brothers, that is, when I was a kid playing that game. And we used to go, you know, hours and we would just try to get to the next level. But we would, you know, we would in the game, we'd we'd die. We would lose, you know, our our men and or whatever, our our, uh, you know, turns. And then we would have to reset and start over again and then start to get through those levels. We'd get through those first levels easy. Then when we get to those other ones that we were having problems with, we'd have to figure it out as we go. And that's the same thing in business is we have to think about it that way. I also kind of refer to, uh, or, or kind of use an example as far as sports, like, you know, Ohio state was playing any Ohio state fans out there. Let me hear you. Uh, you know, so any, anyone that has watched like a football game, they might go out there in the first half and they may not be doing that well. And then they have to readjust. They run a play and they see what happens. They react to what just happened on the last play. Same thing with baseball. A pitcher will go in there and throw three different pitches at you. If he sees that the sinker is really working, he's going to keep throwing that sinker. He might be then moving it around, up, down, inside, outside, right? But he's going to still use the tools that he knows works, but he's he also knows that he might not win. And there's plenty of times that a pitcher goes out there and they lose, but they come back the next time and they figure it out or they go at it again with a different approach or a different mindset. All right. So I can't stress that enough because there's a lot of people listening or out there trying to run a business or start a business and they feel like they're just not lucky. Everyone else is lucky out there. No, the people that are out there that are successful in your eyes I'm sure probably failed more times than they succeeded. I know I'm an example of that. There's plenty of things that I've done. There's plenty of things that I'm going to do that are not going to be successful, but I have to go then go back to what has worked in the past and then understand that it's a process. And when that thing worked, I didn't, you know, necessarily plan for some of the things to happen that led me up to what actually worked. All right. So I just wanted to kind of address that here because I know a lot of people, uh, they, they get frustrated. And, and I get it. I, I totally get it. And I'm with you. Uh, but I also know from all the emails that I get and, you know, the social media response and all of that stuff from people that communicate with me and they share with me a little bit of their story, it allows me to see, yes, like they get it. 
right? They understand the process. And before we jump into today's questions, and actually, by the way, I should probably tell you what we're going to be talking about. I like to do that beforehand now. We're going to talk about running out of stock. We're going to talk about deep product discounts uh, as building an email list or just, just boosting sales. And we're going to talk about variation restrictions. All right. So those are the three things we're going to address. Uh, but before we do, I did want to read this to you guys because it it allowed me to see the power in the podcast, number one, and being able to reach people, but then also people taking action and then seeing a result and then really adjusting when that happens. And this is the email and it's from Alfred. And Alfred says it, it, the, the title is e-commerce newbie to live in Amazon in 90 days, action taker, all caps. He says, hey, hey, what's up, Scott? I just had to email you and say thank you for everything you're doing for the community and paying it forward. I had no knowledge of e-commerce or Amazon. In March, I lost my job and started looking for opportunities. I found Amazon and it just clicked in my head. First, I decided to validate the business by searching every fee that came associated with selling on Amazon. March 19th, uh, first YouTube video is when he found the first YouTube video and then he fast forwarded 90 days and he was live on Amazon, but 250 units. He says, I work full time or he worked full time, um, paycheck to paycheck, but he knew, he says, I knew I needed to take action for my future who with no computer started researching and found a sourceable product and went for it. 45 days from going live, had two SKUs now and did just under $3,500 in that time. No profit. I actually lost money, but I'm so excited because it works. And I followed your strategy for pay-per-click, by the way, the one that Dom outlined. And we talk a lot about that with Dom. Dom's got a, an approach of really just using pay-per-click as the launch and also, or during the launch really aggressively, but then also um, lowering the price a little bit more than, than your competitors. So this way here, you're lowering the barrier to entry, but then you're also getting visibility with pay-per-click. Anyway, uh, and then he says, I had some things happen, but your podcast made me ready for it all. Fake review on first day of selling, no problem. Reported it and removed by Amazon. Hijacker, set your cease and desist uh, template, boom, gone. New competitors, good thing I differentiated. Hard to get reviews. Good thing my competitors are low as well. So again, hard to get reviews, but he went into a market that doesn't require a ton of reviews. I've talked a lot about that. Product has no electrical uh, components, actually only four pieces total and small and lightweight. Your podcast has made this all possible. And I stopped pay-per-click as I was running out of inventory, but still doing three to five sales per day for the last two weeks. So I had a few, I had a few $50 profit days. Scott, just a huge thank you for everything you, you do for us. Taking action since April, 2017, Alfred. So, hey, thank you so much for that email. And I want to just share that with you guys because that fires me up and it gets me ready for this Friday edition of Ask Scott because we're connecting as a community. We're connecting as if we're sitting down around that coffee table, discussing business, your ideas, things that worked, things that didn't work. And that's what I'm going to continue to do here on the podcast. So yeah, I'm fired up guys. If you guys want the show notes to this episode, I always got to remind you guys, just in case head over to the amazing forward slash four twelve. And then I'll also remind you if you want to ask a question and have it aired on an upcoming show, head over to the amazing forward slash ask. 
And the last thing that I should mention is if you guys are brand new and you're just tuning in and you're like, I have no idea where to start. Well, I've created a workshop where I walk you through everything and I condense everything, all 400 plus episodes, I condense everything down into five phases for launching your product. If you guys are interested in checking that out, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. You can register for an upcoming workshop there. Woo, all right, I'm pumped. You guys pumped? You guys ready to kick it in here and uh, get ready to, to start listening to some of these questions and I'm going to address them for you guys. But you guys ready? You guys ready? I need a little excitement from you guys. Say in the car or on the run, say, yes, Scott, I'm ready. All right, so uh, let's do it, guys. Let's jump in. Let's listen to today's first question and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, my name is Daniel. Big fan of the show. Been listening for about eight months now. My friend and I have launched three products on Amazon, thanks in large part to your advice and wisdom. So thank you for that. We really appreciate it. If you ever in Central California, let us know. We'll give you, uh, give you a little tour, some free coffee, some free beer, and maybe even a little bit of wine if you're a wine guy. But on to the question. We have our reorder is not coming in until later than we would like. So we have about a month gap. Uh, basically, we're, we'll, we will be running out of stock of our three products. We have one main one and two secondary products. So our question is, do we just keep selling those three products and have them all run out of inventory for about a month? Or we can stop selling the secondary products right now, and that would allow us to sell our main product almost all the way up until we get a reorder. We'd probably have about a week or two week shortage. Uh, the other option would be to stop selling our main product right now and just sell our secondary products. And 100%, we'd be able to sell those secondary products all the way until we got our reorder. A um, couple other things to note, we make slightly more profit on our secondary products than our main product. We also have more reviews on our main product. So when we launch it back up, we're not as worried about getting the sales volume back up. Whereas both secondary products, they are in the single digits for reviews. Um, so we're kind of in predicament and we're not really sure where to go. Any advice would be appreciated. And thank you so much for the podcast. Hey, Daniel, thank you so much for the question and thank you so much for that offer. And I may take you up on that. Love coffee. I love an occasional beer and I also love occasional nice bottle of wine. So yeah, I think we'll get along just fine. So Daniel, thank you for that offer. And uh, the next time I'm in town, I'll let you know for sure. That sounds amazing. Uh, okay. Awesome that you started by the way. And it sounds like you've got a partner. So cool. Hope that's going well. Sounds like it is. You have a you have a good I problem, I guess. You have a, a good problem here. You have three products, and uh, it sounds like they're all related to each other, which is great. But the problem that you're having, and I'm having a similar problem as I record this right now, is stock running out of stock, and that's a big a big question we ask ourselves. And I think probably about a year and a half or two years ago, I would probably say. I would want to slowly raise my price so I didn't go out of stock. I've since changed that, especially now that I see how hard it is to kind of uh, 
you know, get back up and, you know, up, up and running. If you don't have an email list and, and some people that have emailed me, um, I think for us, it's going to be not that big of a deal because we do have the email list and I'll kind of keep you guys informed on that. Um, we have run out of stock on a couple other items and, uh, and that's worked okay. But this, uh, this next one will, uh, will really prove that, uh, you know, the email list is a big, big asset and, uh, I'm going to be using that to, to our advantage, but to kind of get to your question, I would probably say I would not want to stop selling anything. Okay. And if that means that you're going to run out of stock, well, you're going to run out of stock. Now, some could argue and say, but yeah, wouldn't you want to just at least keep some stock in and maybe just slow it down and you know, yes and no. I mean, the thing is, once you start to pull back on the reins and start to slow things down, guess what? Amazon knows that. And what I mean by that is, is your conversion rate is going, is going to start to be affected. So now when you go back in stock, you're going to have to remind Amazon what your conversion rate could be like. So in, 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 in our case, you know, we're going to be using our email list to really boost that, but we went out on a bang. I mean, we didn't slow down sales at all. Actually, we, we probably couldn't if we wanted to, uh, because before we knew it, we were sold out. We had, uh, I think we had about 230 units left in stock, somewhere around there, 220, 230. And we just sent out an email to our list thinking we're going to get rid of probably about a hundred. We didn't even discount our product. We just sent it out. Hey, just want to let you know, you know, here's uh, you know, here's a tip. And then, oh, by the way, you know, we've been getting really good feedback on this new you know, thing. All right. So we've been doing that. Right. And, and that's been working. Well, we sent out this one email and then it got shared. Uh, our, our product got shared on another page on a, on a Facebook page and it blew up. Okay. So one of our email subscribers shared it. Now, if they didn't share it, we probably would have sold 75 or hundred over the course of two or three days. That was the plan. That's what we were hoping to do. And then by the time those other units, you know, we'd get to about 20 or 30 a day. Uh, you know, by that time we'd be back in stock because we already had stock on the way. We had 1500 units in transit, which are supposed, they were supposed to be here about a week and a half to two weeks ago. So we kind of, you know, we kind of got bit there. We weren't expecting to have some of these hangups. Uh, we found out that our inventory was shipped to a wrong location and then they had to, uh, go through customs again. And then it was just a mess. Okay. So again, as I talked in the beginning guys about gamifying it and kind of like understanding that this stuff's going to happen, like we, we got it right. We understand that. So we're not like surprised. We're disappointed that we got to go ahead and press reset and start over and, and start the game again. But we understand that this is part of business. that's going to happen. But, uh, to kind of go back to your question, Daniel is, you know, I, I probably would not want to slow down sales. I would just want to keep selling the velocity. If you want to bump, you know, it a dollar and see what happens, you can. But I would want to keep that that conversion rate, you know, high. I'd want to go out on a bang. And then from there, when you come back in, you're going to have to do less work. You can just maybe turn on a little bit of pay-per-click and start getting eyeballs. Um, but I would never want to just, you know, kill my inventory or stop selling it just so there's some inventory there and and pause sales for a week or two. Um, that just, Ooh, that just makes me kind of cringe a little bit because, you know, we know that we could be selling and, you know, we want to be able to keep those sales going in that velocity, because if we do that, we're going to be remembered as that. And then we, we continually, um, you know, keep our ranking, uh, going and boosting and all of that stuff. So that would be my opinion and my take that's, that's my strategy, but it doesn't mean that what you're saying wouldn't work either. 
Uh, it sounds like you've got a, you know, a few options there with having three products. Um, and your second one has more margin and, and all that stuff. So I, I hope that this helped you. And, and I mean, who knows, maybe by the time you're listening to this, you already kind of fixed it or kind of did what you're going to do. Um, but uh, that would be my thoughts. And if you guys listening, anyone is running into this or going to run into this, I always kind of lean on the side of going out of inventory with a bang, like with high conversions. Um, and then from there, when you get back in stock, turn on pay-per-click. If you got an email list, let them know you're back in stock, do a little three-day promotion and you're back up and running. And it'll be a lot faster to get ranking again and get your BSR to climb than it would be if you went out, you know, with, uh, you know, a slower rate of sales. Uh, so it, it just makes more sense to me, but anyway, hopefully this helped you or anyone else listening. Let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. This is Deepak from Japan. I would like to ask you, I'm running Facebook ad with my landing page. I'm sending people with that landing page for free product or 90% discount for boost the sale rank in Amazon. So my question is, if if I give them 90% discount or free product, can Amazon will remove that review? Also, how can I send them this free product? Am I need to do fulfillment order in Amazon? Can you please give me little information about that? Thank you very much for information. Okay, so this is a great two-part question and I'm not even gonna try to pronounce your name because it was hard to hear and I don't wanna sound like a fool on the podcast. So um, I just want to say thank you for the question first and foremost. Um, and, and it's good, it's a good question. And really what you're asking is, should you discount your product? Well, not even should you discount. If you discount your product at 90% or more, uh, will Amazon still allow people to leave review? Um, and the answer is sometimes, um, from what I, what I've heard. And for me, I don't know personally, cause I don't give 90% off anymore. Um, but I know there's still deal sites that are allowing up to 90% off. And from what I gather, yes, the, the review will be there. It will probably not be a verified review. Again, these are things that change all the time. So I'd hate to give you advice and say, yes, it will, or no, it won't, or it'll be, but it won't be verified. Like my thought is this. I wouldn't necessarily be doing the whole, I'm going to give product away at 90% discount because I want to get reviews. Like that's not what I would do. If you want to give product away to get sales boost, get, you know, velocity going, you know, momentum ranking and all that stuff, who cares about the review? Okay. You're not doing it for the review. I, I always look at the review as a secondary part of that. If you're in a competitive space and you're going after reviews, that's a different story. But if that is the case, then you really need to start thinking about that email list and starting to give people uh, a way for you to communicate with them so they know, like, and trust your brand. And then you can also let them know there that uh, you would like a review, but then also you can give them a discount of maybe 50% off or 30% off. And then you should have no problem getting a review. But I, I hear a lot of people still thinking with the mindset I've got to focus on getting reviews. I've got to focus on getting reviews. And the thing is, is the only way that you should be even thinking about that is if you're in a competitive space. And if you are, then that's a whole nother animal. And you know, then yes, you are going to have to go out there and be creative. And I had someone ask me this the other day. They said, you know, our most successful brands that are on Amazon or that are solely selling on Amazon that are selling hundreds a day, are they within terms of service? And you know, 
my answer was yes and no. I mean, I'm sure probably a majority of them are probably violating terms of service in some way, shape or form. Not like majorly, but maybe kind of uh, twisting away that you could, you know, ask for a review or incentivizing. Like, is that still happening? Most likely. Um, but I lean on the side of, I want to find products that have low reviews that are still getting 10 plus sales a day. So let me repeat that. I like to find products that have low reviews, 200 or less, and that are still getting 10 plus units a day in sales. Like that's it. Like that's the secret sauce for me. Okay. That's what people that I know that are being successful, uh, in, in my world have products that don't need a lot of reviews. They don't focus on just getting reviews. They focus on sales. They focus on brand. They focus on email list. They focus on Facebook ads, but not driving Facebook ads just for the sale. Right? So what I would say to you too, is hopefully you're doing this. If you are offering a 90% off discount for your product, that you're intercepting that with a landing page that can get an email address. So then you can give them the code and then you can follow up with those people outside of that. But I hope you're not asking for them to give you a review because you gave them a code. Like I would be very careful with that. All right. So, um, number one, if you are giving a discount away at a deep, deep discount of 90% or even 80% or 75%, there's a chance that that review won't stick. Okay. So there there is a chance for that. So you could be, if you're going after it for that and you're going to be maybe disappointed because you're going to spend money to drive traffic, uh, to fit or from Facebook to your, your, uh, your product in hopes to get a review. Um, so I wouldn't do it for that reason. If I was you, I would go out there and build that email list to get sales, right? So you can discount it at 50% off, get sales, uh, boost your sales. So this way you boost your rank and then have a follow-up sequence in place with sales backer or feedback genius, whatever you're using, and then do it in a good way or in a above board way. So you can get some natural reviews. Okay. That's, that's what I would do. And the second part to your question was how do you send them the product? Uh, as far as if you do a 90% off deal and you know, someone through Facebook wants that product, well, Amazon's going to fulfill that product because you're giving them a discount code. All right. Now, if you're going to give them the code, but yet you're, or you're going to give them 90% off, but you're not going to give them a code. I'm not sure why you would do that, but you could always manually fulfill it yourself or create your own order with that person's information and send them one. But if you're doing a 90% off discount code or a 75% off or whatever the code is, you're going to give them that code. They're going to enter it and then they're going to fulfill it. Okay. They're going to fulfill that for you. So that's basically how that works. So hopefully that made sense. Uh, thank you so much for the question. Good luck to you. Keep me posted and, uh, let's go ahead and listen to the last question for today and I'll give you my answer. Let's do it. Hey Scott, this is Zach from the Bay area, San Francisco area. I've been listening to your show for about two months now. My question to you is I see other sellers selling in a category with variations that don't allow for variations, or at least when I try to add a product, it doesn't allow for variations, but yet I see other sellers with variations. Can you enlighten me on this? And the category I'm dealing with is toys, and I have variations of the same thing. 
I'm not too sure how other people are doing it. I've always had to list them as separate listings. Uh, any insight would be great. I appreciate the time that you've listened to this and hopefully answer. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, Zach, thank you so much for the question. And also, thank you for being a listener for two months now. That's pretty awesome. Thank you so much. So kind of a new listener in a sense. Uh, but hey, I just want to say thank you and um, and thank you for the question. Uh, okay, so I'm not quite sure what's happening. Um, I have an idea of what's happening, but you're basically saying you want to have a variation and it sounds like in, let's say, toys and games that you want to have variations uh, and you're not able to have variations. It sounds like you just might not have set up your listing to have variations. I have seen in that category, and I actually know people that are in that category that do have variations. Could be a color variation, could be a size variation. So I'm not quite sure um, what's happening. If you have a listing that you've already created that you are unable to add a variation, you need to either use the flat file, which you guys have probably heard me talk about that Chris Schaefer uh, knows how to use and I don't and I don't care to. I would just reach out to Amazon and ask them to convert my listing and add a variation to it. Um, that's what I would do. Now they make it so easy for you to add variations, but it's easier if you do it from the start. So if you're starting right now and you create a listing, you wanna make sure that you set it up as a variation or a parent with child, okay, or with children, okay? So it's basically your parent listing is your main listing and then you're gonna have variations. Now, if you only have one product, one SKU, that's okay, that's one variation underneath that parent, okay? So in the future, if you wanna add a variation, you can just click add variation to that listing with a little plus, uh, there's like a little plus button there, and then you'll add another variation with all of the information as if you would a brand new listing. So you may just be confused unless there's something that I'm not aware of um, in, in, uh, in this category, but um, from what I'm from what I'm familiar with, uh, you know, you can add a variation to just about any of the categories. Um, so again, it may just be a misunderstanding on your part, and maybe you've already set up the listing, and now it seems as though you can't set up the, the variation. Um, if that was me, I would probably reach out to Amazon, ask them um, if you can add the variation, and then have them either do it for you or instruct you on how to do it. So that would be what I would do, and um, yes, you will want to add those variations, especially if you have colors or sizes uh, or even just a different style. Uh, that's a great place to put the variations. Now, I have seen some that have variations that don't show the little thumbnails down below, um, and then I've seen some that do, okay? That is going to be a category-by-category category basis, um, but it really, that's kind of out of your hands, but you know, if you can get the one with the thumbnail, it's always better because I like to see that little thumbnail image. Um, but that's going to be out of your hands. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about you just being able to add a variation. Um, and I think then uh, that would be just for you to reach out to them and have them convert your listing to a, a parent child uh, listing. And then this way here, you can add variations when you want to. And even if you don't ever add one, it's okay. You can just have it sit there. It doesn't have to be active technically. So uh, hopefully that helped you. Good luck. Keep me posted on, uh, on how that works for you. And um, yeah, just wanted to, again, remind all of you guys that if you guys want to ask a question on an upcoming Ask Got session, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 
ask. And you can do that. You can ask me a question over there. The show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 412. And again, I want to remind anyone that is brand spanking new and wants to attend our free workshop where I walk you through in 90 minutes how to pick your product, source your product, and launch your product, everything in between. In about 90 minutes, we break it all down, basically condense the podcast, the podcast that we've done over 400 episodes now and really break that down into uh, steps, but then also in a condensed version uh, that you can register for at theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. All right, guys. So that is going to wrap it up. I'm pumped for fourth quarter, which you're going to be approaching here pretty soon. I'm going to be sharing with you the play-by-play, what's happening with what we're doing or brands that I'm working with, all of that stuff. And uh, if you guys have anything you want me to share that you think would be of value to our amazing TAS community, let me know. Just send an email, scott at theamazingseller.com, and that'll get to me, and uh, we'll go ahead and take a look at it and see if it's something that we would like to publish here. All right, so that's it, guys. That's going to pretty much wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you, I believe in you, and I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Say it with a little energy today. Let's do this. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.